Hey friends, welcome to this week's Open Floor episode for South Bend City Church. Uh, Jason here. Uh, again, this is a way of us bringing one of our most treasured practices from our gatherings in person uh, into the digital space while our gatherings are suspended. Uh, the Open Floor is something that we do often when we come together, and it's rooted in some of our deepest convictions. Uh, one of our mantras is everyone an icon, uh, which is the, the core belief that every person is a bearer of God's image. Um, and, and here to express and reflect some unique aspect of God's image for us and for the world. So we want to hear from each other. Uh, it's also a way for us to reflect uh, practices, not performances. Another one of our mantras, which uh, starts with the good news that like your faith does not have to be a performance. And in your life with God and with our community, you have nothing to prove. Uh, and yet the invitation isn't to stop there, but then to move into a practiced life. Uh, where failure isn't fatal, but we have this invitation to actually try and live into the patterns of life that Jesus teaches uh, as practices. And so this week in particular, uh, Ryan gave us a really beautiful teaching that we released on Sunday as the sort of wrap up to our series on holiness for Lent. And he examined a few of the different ways that you can think about um, the relationship between like whatever whatever is holy in us and in our midst and then the things that aren't. And uh, at the end of that, he offered a few prompts for us, some challenges of sorts. And he asked us to consider how we can create some beauty or goodness for the world in this unsettled time uh, to let us know uh, how it went uh, and to return to some practices this week, like prayer or meditation or almsgiving or the examine or another favorite, and just speak a little bit to how that goes. And so some of you called in and you gave us a little snapshot of what some of this has looked like in your life right now. And uh, it's so good to hear your voices. Uh, again, we're going to keep this going throughout the season while gatherings are suspended. So week to week, not only look forward to listening to the Open Floor episode, uh, but look forward to calling in and um, speaking to us and chiming in a little bit. Um, again, as future weeks come along, you'll have more chances to do this. Uh, but today, uh, on Thursday before Palm Sunday, uh, we look forward to hearing from you through this Open Floor. Here we go. So our neighborhood um, established a Brendan Hills Neighborhood Facebook page, coincidentally right about the time all of the um, shelter-in-place orders started um, taking effect. And one of the things that they had um, created in the midst of this is they started out calling it a bear hunt, but um, it included different things for different weeks during this season that you would place things in your windows so the families with kids walking by could kind of go on a hunt, like a, a visual scavenger hunt. And so this week was putting smiley faces in the window. So Sunday afternoon, I got out my markers and my crayons to put smiley faces in the family room windows. And actually, my across-the-street neighbor, who's in his 80s, saw those and came outside and kind of shouted across the street that they really appreciated seeing the smiles in the windows. So it was not just for the young ones, apparently, but even adults get um, encouragement out of seeing smiley faces in the window. And then um, I've also been scheduling phone appointments with people that I can't be with personally so that we know that they've got a, a time free to actually engage in a little deeper conversation than just that of calling randomly and checking in. And that seems to be well received and I know it also helps me to know that I've got that on my calendar to look forward to. Um, 
I've been inspired by acts of community that we've seen um, neighbors walking by and making sure that if they see you in the window, they wave at you and um, just continue to be inspired by the way people are finding ways to create community. Miss you all. Thanks. Bye. Hey, friends. It's Angela. So in response to the prompt about returning to some of our Lenten spiritual practices, for the past few years for Lent, I have worn an Orthodox prayer rope around my left wrist, and every time I hear the beads rattle, I pause and say a quick prayer. Sometimes it's as simple as, God of love, I belong to you. Now, because I'm left-handed, the beads rattle often, so it's a great reminder to pause and pray even for a moment. At the start of my own personal sheltering in place, I had taken the beads off because there were so many things going on. But since listening to this week's podcast, I put the beads back on, and I've noticed how much more centered and less anxious I have been this week. So that's how I have recaptured or reintegrated my luncheon practice. Grace and peace. Love you. Miss you. Bye. Hi. So in response to how um, I'm putting goodness and beauty out there during this time, um, we have put a poster board up in our living room, and we're writing down prayers that are answered during this time. Um, because I know as uncertain and crazy and kind of upside down and just downright scary as things can be, there's also a whole lot of good that I see coming out of it, and I'm almost like, even a little careful to say that just because so many people are going through so much pain and loss and fear. But dare I say, there is a lot of good coming out of this time too. So we're um, in our household meditating on that and thanking God for that. Um, for example, um, my 12-year-old son has been begging me forever to be homeschooled and um, I'm a single working mom I have to work I have to work outside the home there's just no way around it and I've had to tell him you know sorry babe I have no idea how to do that for you I can't do that for you um, you're just gonna have to go to school and uh, here we are <laughs> all of a sudden he is homeschooled and it's an answer to prayer for him and I told him you know all those times he was begging me I said well just pray about it and see what happens and here we are um kind of crazy so that's one example and even this podcast last week you guys were having trouble with it getting it out when you wanted to so me and my boys we prayed for the church and then it was ready to go the next day so um we're just writing down all the prayers that have been answered during this time. I see um, relationships healing between people, even in my in my own life. People that I even six months or a year ago had so much tension um, in our relationships. They're mending and things are um, repairing because um, we're forced to kind of reach out and make sure everyone's okay. Um, so I, I could go on and on, but there's a lot of
prayers that are being answered and we're highlighting those and meditating those. Also, we wrote down on a poster board every single person that we know um, that we want um, protect, we want to see protected from this virus. Of course, you don't want to see it hurting anyone, but we are just praying for every person that is close to us, family and friends, um, that we want to put a layer of protection around during this time. We're praying they're protected from the virus, that their income is protected, and that they grow closer to God and their family and friends during this time. Um, so that's kind of what we're doing to um, put goodness and beauty out there. We're just starting in our own household and praising God for all the good things because there are lots of good things all around us still. Thanks so much. Hope you guys are having a good one. Hi, my name is Carla, and I just listened to Sunday's podcast on light and dark, and it brought up some um, thoughts in me, and I just wanted to share them quickly. Um, In this time of social isolation, I'm doing my best to reach out to those that are closest to me, my spouse, my child, my neighbor, those who are right here, right now, because that's the best I can do. And my thought also is that darkness is not evil. Darkness is opportunity. And when I offer my darkness as well as my light, I can receive as well as give. And my story with that is a few years back, um, I have a really close neighbor here, and I was experiencing some great pain and anxiety, and I went to her, and she opened her heart in her home, and we talked, and she offered me the light I needed. And now she is suffering in her last months with cancer, and she's able to share her what seems to be darkness with me, and I'm able to give her some of the light that I have. And together, through that sharing of our darkness and our light, and realizing that neither one is evil, they're both amazing and require one another, we are experiencing that love wins. And love is darkness and love is light. And I just pray that we will all be vulnerable and honest and reach out in that. Thanks for your help, and please keep broadcasting. Amen.